Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Our guest today, Izzy Judd. Her new book, oh you're going to love this, Mindfulness for Mums. My wife is already tearing through this book. Um, I read as much as I could before the interview. It's wonderful. I'll, I'll finish the title, then I'll come back to that train of thought. <laughs> Mindfulness for Mums. Uh, the full title, Simple Ways to Help You and Your Family Feel Calm, Connected and Content. It's a timely book, given the time of year. I'm not a mum, but there are lots of exercises. And uh, somebody doesn't like the word, the term life hacks because it's not the year 2013. I do find myself using it. There are lots of little life hacks in there, little takeaway uh, tips and bits of advice for achieving mindfulness. Uh, and as I said to Izzy, this is the sort of book that, yes, you can carry it around in your bag, but it is equally at home as, on a, as a coffee table book, or I would say even better, uh, a bedside companion sort of thing to enjoy. Last thing at night, I was going to say first thing in the morning, probably not realistic, especially if you're a mum. Um, but it, it's a great thing to, with which to wind down. Uh, Izzy's wonderful. Uh, we, we talk a lot about her relationship with anxiety, something that she's had since she was a child and the steps that she's taken now that she is a mum. I liked Izzy a great deal. I thought she was fantastic. Um, I will, I will, I will quit my jibber jabber because this is a in the in the best way possible. This is a long episode, which is great. Um, so huge thanks to Izzy. So here she is, talk, not just talking about mindfulness forms, talking about uh, a whole lot more as well. But the the wonderful Izzy Judd. Huge thanks for coming on. Couldn't be more grateful. Um, this could not be a more on a selfish level. I'm not a mom, but in terms of what I could do with in my life right now, I, I feel a very, a very prescient book for our, our listeners to please. Could you uh, say how you came about this book? Why this book? Why now? I know you, I know that is literally the opening yeah. question that you, that you, <laughs> that you answer, but. but also James, thanks so much. First of all, for having me oh, on. No. Um, 
Obviously, the title is Mindfulness for Mums because I am a mum, but the book is not just for mums. You know, it is for everybody that needs that little bit of mindfulness. Um, but there are areas of the book which are targeted to help mums, parents find those pockets of time in our crazy chaos that is parenthood. Um but I came to write Mindfulness for Mums because uh, as a child I suffered with anxiety and I and it's remained with me through my life, really, anxiety. Yeah. And having two children, uh, Lola and Kit, I was really keen to find the tools to help them with their mental health growing up. And as mindfulness had been kind of the glue that had helped me through my life and my anxiety I wanted to be able to learn as much as I could to help them as well as myself when did you when did you realize that uh, anxiety was an issue yeah because when I write in the book it was interesting because I never knew what the name was I just knew in the night I was scared and I didn't know what I was scared of it wasn't the kind of stereotypical mummy there might be you know a monster under the bed or I just felt this fear and it's one of my earliest memories of waking up in what I now understand to be panic, um, not wanting to be alone, uh, not liking the silence um, and just desperately trying to get the courage to get out of bed to get into my parents' room. And But obviously, you know, as a small child, you can't explain that. You don't understand it. But it is one of my earliest memories, and it was only, you know, as I got older that I realised that it, it was anxiety. Yeah. What, what age did you start getting into mum and dad's bed? How long did that go on for? Did so, they try <clears throat> combat it? Okay, so I'm one of four. I've got three older brothers. I think my mum was just grateful for sleep in whatever form that, mm. <laughs> whatever form that was. And so I think habitually the habit kind of started very young that I would just move in with whichever brother would have me um, and then actually they were away at um, boarding school they were choristers um, so I then went into my parents room and they were given some advice from a child psychologist at the time who said for me to sleep in their room so I'm I'm not convinced that that for me eventually was actually the right thing because it's made me so fearful about being on my own, even even now. But obviously my parents did what they felt was right, as we all do as parents. Um, so I think it became real to me that to be on my own was something I should be scared of. Sure. Because I wasn't put in that situation. And then when I was um, 12... Um, skipping forward, we were just sort of getting into me getting back into my bedroom, like back into routine, like feeling comfortable and safe. Um, and then tragically, my eldest brother had a really serious car accident. And it was a, obviously a very traumatic time for my family. Um, it was the knock on the door, you know, from the policeman to tell us. And it kind of affirmed my reason for worrying you know and it and it sort of enhanced that feeling of fear of change something could happen so quickly and out being out of control and those were the two things that really kind of manifest in my anxiety and then how did so how has mindfulness um become a part of your life then so mindfulness i i basically i read a book by john kabat-zinn um and it was after i had been um I'd I'd had cognitive behavioural therapy yeah. and um, antidepressants to help with the anxiety um, when it was acute. And although it helped, there was something about what mindfulness 
set was saying that spoke to me and it made sense. This very simple principle that if you just think about the moment that you're in right now and that right now you're safe, you know, all is well. And rather than thinking ahead, as I like to do, catastrophize and ruminate and kind of imagine these worst case scenarios, and especially in motherhood, you know, because you're not just worrying about yourself anymore, it's your children and, and everything that might happen there. And so to bring it back to just the moment we're in has been the thing that saves me and it's been the connection of making friends with my anxiety. Um, and so although we hear the word mindfulness being thrown around a lot, I don't think there is, um, I don't, it, you know, whether we truly understand the meaning, but it's actually very, very simple. It's it's just teaching your brain and practicing um, how we can be mindful to help us cope on a day to day basis. I think with this book as well, you, I mean, you're going to be braced for a lot of um, you've helped change my life. I mean, that's a doesn't say much for me to tear up, but here we go. It's a beautiful thing, though, isn't it? Because I mean, I, I think I do think that we are crying out for a book like this, where someone who has had this their whole life and they're actually they're actually putting their life experience into a book like this can you say a bit about that how how does that feel i i wrote initially a book about um fertility struggles that was when i i kind of started writing and i found it a really cathartic experience and you know we're growing up in this kind of mad world at the moment are we of of social media Mm. and I found myself in this position where I was able to speak to communities um and found it very supportive myself um and obviously being married to Harry uh, there's that kind of public eye stuff going on Mm. as well um and I wanted to use the platform in a really positive way I wanted to be able to talk to my followers and people on on and within the communities together you know as a fellow mum are you struggling how are you finding this how are you you know are you finding this really hard because you know I'm I'm some days I feel like I'm drowning and you're right you know people start to open up when you start the conversations they start to talk and so I felt as a mum I, when Lola was born, I stopped practicing mindfulness because I didn't feel I had the time. I didn't know where I could find the time to practice mindfulness. And it started to impact my anxiety again. And, you know, we had a situation where my son was very, very poorly and I would wake up in the night and then immediately feared that the worst was going to happen. And, and Harry, I remember just saying, you know, why have you stopped practicing mindfulness? Why have you stopped? And I said, well, I don't have time. And that was when I started to investigate more and I was like, actually, there are really small moments in the days that we can find. And that could be simply taking a mindful pause whilst you're waiting for the kettle to boil. You know, the noise might be going on with the kids, they want their breakfast, but you can take 20 seconds just to ground your feet, drop your shoulders, take a deep breath in and breathe out some words that might make you feel positive for the day or just let go or just whatever it might be and even you know if you add up those really small little moments through the day it does have an overall effect on your your well-being um overall i I, i've learned anyway the great thing with mindfulness as well is so i am someone any regular will know i love the whole spectrum so i'm into you know some of the more alternative stuff but then also the more scientific stuff and the great thing with mindfulness is that it, it unites everything, doesn't it? It's every aspect of, of that spectrum. 
Yeah, it's like a big umbrella and there's mm. so many things that fall underneath it. You know, there's, um, we hear self-care a lot. You know, there's, as as mums, you know, I find, for example, in the morning, if I'm putting on my moisturiser, just to spend a moment to actually really feel myself putting that on my skin you know, give a little massage give that little moment of you know nurturing or just that tiny moment for yourself you might have been up with a child with a baby all night or a little one and you're exhausted and you know just to I don't know smell just to bring your senses back to the moment and um I I I think you're right mindfulness is although mindfulness is simple in terms of it's this being present there's lots of things that fall under how we can be mindful. Now, a lot of our... Really, I shouldn't speak on behalf of... And everyone's behalf here. But I imagine a lot of our listeners will, will be thinking things like, well, it's all well and good, but I, I don't have the time. Mm. Whereas I, I found that with mindfulness, my wife will back me up on this, I will happily volunteer to do the vacuuming because that's my that's my mindful moment. Yeah. So I said, I said to my wife just the other day, if, 15 year, if you said to 15-year-old me, vacuum the whole house... I'd have stomped off like a petulant teenager. Now I'm practically on my knees begging my wife, begging, please, please let me do all the... Because that is, that's genuinely the time. So that takes, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes um, to have that moment. But it, it can be anything, can't it? It really can. And even, you know, on your walk to school or nursery. So you will probably find that you take the same walk every day. So maybe go a different way. Yeah. Or, or be in your child's life for that moment you know really be in what they're experiencing you know we've just gone through autumn and I was realizing Lola was telling me all about the leaves now I've gone through so many years of autumn but I've never really taken in the really the the kind of the changes of autumn and as we took this walk every day we were seeing these leaves changing she was telling me you know ordinarily I wouldn't I'd be the time to think about leaves you know I've got lots of you know, I could be responding to emails or I could be phoning my mum or I could be you know but if you fall into their world for a moment go back to your child self um they're mindful all the time naturally you know you see that is uh, someone who is uh, immature I guess but there's no greater joy we built a den the other day you know, I'm sure when, when we meet when we meet up with mates who've got kids. I think I know that the other parents think good old James is playing with the kids. It's gonna fucking love it. But, there, <laughs> but there's something in that, isn't there? In, yeah. in returning to that feeling of being a kid. I mean, it's it, it's good for you, isn't it? That's it. And you know, listen, you have to be practical. I'm I'm I um, work freelance, so I'm in and out of my children's day a lot. So I'm kind of having to switch into mum mode, switch into work mode the noise of our phones, the distractions. So there's ways, you know, for example, you can allocate yourself. Because let's be honest, you know, being in, in playing with children all day is pretty monotonous. And it's at some point we need some stimulation and something else. So maybe you engage in that game for 20 minutes. Yeah. And then maybe you give yourself 20 minutes for you or 10 minutes or whatever it is to go and do the things you need to do. And just start to put up those those small little boundaries in your day and, and make it work for you. Um, I find I have a little um, corner in our house. I call it my mindfulness corner. And it's just set up um, and it's literally just um, a comfortable cushion. I've got some magazines, just a, a space that's just very small just for me. And I will go there if I need to just take a moment out because the noise of their tantrums and not wanting to share and everything else is building yep. <laughs> up and I will go there and they can carry it with whatever they want but that's where I'm going for the next you know 
two, three minutes. And often they follow and they they copy. So Lola will now sit with me. Um, Kit, maybe not so much. He's sort of always on the go. Mm. But Lola will sit, we'll press the timer and we'll just, I'll just breathe. And she often copies, you know, and... I think there's that feeling, isn't it, of you needing to give them their t- your time, your complete attention and focus. Um, but actually, you know, two minutes here and there is is okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Can can you can you share a bit about the the? Um, I know you say a lot about this in, in the book, but the the, the positive impacts that that this has had and co- and continues to have, because um, I even think people will be listening to this right now, and I and I hope they will be maybe breathing a little deeper and taking their own time out while while listening. Mm -hmm. I mean, thinking about breathing, you know, when you look at a baby breathing, as we know, it's all from the tummy. And as we get older, it starts to go up into our chest (laughs) and as the stress levels rise. Um, So learning to just stop and actually, you know, have you thought about your breath today? Have you thought about your breathing at all? Have you thought about how your body feels, how your mind feels? And it's not making a judgment on it. It's just going, oh, I, you know. Checking in, isn't it? Yeah, it's checking yeah. in. It's like, oh, my breath, I feel a little bit, you know, it's it's higher up in my chest today. My mind feels a little bit foggy. Um, my body is a bit tired. And it's just checking in just, you know, so that we're not always up in our head and that we actually connect so mind true, to body. Um so simply breathing is so important. Um, and also, I think in terms of combining mindfulness with children, I found body scans really helpful, <coughs> especially um, at night time with interrupted sleep. Um, also, because you're getting up in the night and your mind then starts to tick. So by having an exercise you can do with the children, ho- hopefully keeps you calm to be able to get back to sleep yourself. Um so, yeah, so there's um, one of the body scans I talk about is like, because um, children, it's hard to explain to Lola about to tense and relax a body part. You know, she's, although we try and get some squishy balls and, you know, kind of something that's going to um, help her with that kind of physical sensation. But we talk about like um, uh, a leaf from a tree yeah. or a feather and it just goes through each body part and it sends that it to sleep and that's how she connects to it so each finger your hands your arms go to sleep you know your cheeks your eyes and the more I do it it, she will now say mummy can we do and that always blows my mind because I'm I'm watching I'm witnessing how it is helping her and and it and Kit obviously you know as he's getting older but to if I had had those simple tools I think it would have helped me so much um, through my anxieties as a child. At the risk of sounding like you're, sounding like I'm auditioning to be your agents. Are you launching a Mindfulness for Mums app? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a good idea. No, I mean genuinely. No, I mean I haven't got to that stage at the moment. But your voice, even when you were talking there, doing the, even I was feeling more tranquil. <laughs> you've got the per. Hang on, I'm getting full PR mode here. Oh. You've got the perfect voice. This is crying. Crying. I'm getting angry, aren't you? No, but I mean, this this it feels know, like a real opportunity. Oh, that's very kind. Um, I did record the book for yeah. um, Audible, and actually, that was really lovely because it kind of completes the book, and and also yeah. how I um, can talk through it. It's really nice to speak to the reader. Um, because that's so much what it is about, you know. Because I do a lot of the reason why I'm laughing. Every time I do a personal development book, and I've got gazillions of them and I, you know you know for years 
So when you get a nice, soothing voice, it's it's wonderful. But every I'm not going to name names, obviously, but every now and then, <laughs> and I'm counting down from ten. And you're like, Jesus Christ! You know, but you, you've, you're you know you've you've uh, you're halfway there. You've got such a lovely, soothing oh, voice. You, have you have you thought about this? Um, I feel like I'm really proud. I, I should, shouldn't I? Yes. I really should. Do you know what? That's a gap in the... Writing Mindfulness for Mums this year and being a mum to two very little ones, you know, has... I've had to channel all the mindfulness okay. <laughs> in the work and everything that's gone in. And um, I'm looking forward to developing more and more and and hopefully helping other mums. Um, because I, I, I don't want people to think that I live this kind of mindful, perfect thing. No, no, no. I use this because I have those moments at, you know, sort of half past five when the kids just just don't want to eat their tea and I'm... You can get caught up in that chaos, you know, and it's just having really simple ways. um, One I really love doing and actually can adapt to people that are in the workplace, on the tube or wherever it is, is simply where you press your thumb with each finger. So with your first, second, third and fourth finger. And you just say um, the word calm begins with me as you touch each um, finger. And it just triggers something the more you do it so that if you're in a situation where you might feel anxious or overwhelmed or just frustrated or or those kind of emotions just by simply doing that motion your it sends a trigger to your brain that you can just step out and calm down and think before you go into a situation if it's what you want to say and how you want to say it i mean anything who knows anyone who knows anything about you will know that this book is the opposite of the my life is great and you should be like me i mean this is you know you've this is written from the trenches, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... I went full QVC where I'm, <laughs> I'm waving the book in the air. You're waving this. the book. Yeah. It's only, I've only recently just seen the book, so I'm still kind of like, feel slightly um, surreal looking at it, you know? it's be- I mean, it's beautiful though, isn't it? I mean, even the design of it, you know, you feel calmer for just looking at the cover, don't you? Sunny, sunny yellow. Was this, what's that moment like when you, uh, I know you've had a book, but when you when you actually... Hold it in your hand. Yeah, but this is quite a different, you know, the first book I wrote was much more about our struggles. This book, I, which obviously, um, to have that written down and um, to sort of have been able to share my stories of um, IVF and and miscarriage and, and it's very different feeling at this book, I... I like that you can just reach for it and pick it up and just go to a chapter and that's all you need to read. So, you know, sometimes you kind of go, I can't read a whole, I haven't got time to read a, a full book. But you can literally just, you know, stick in a bookmark and just go to an exercise um, and use it that way. So it's kind of, you know, more of a handbook. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, guide. yes, you can have it in your bag, but you could also have it. I mean, I think this is perfect for side side of bed, isn't it? Yeah, side of bed and... Yeah, maybe um, the audio one is a good one just to have, um, yeah, for to help you even at, to go to sleep or, you know, whatever it might be. Do you have you fallen down that particular rabbit hole of um, putting headphones in and listening to things to get to sleep and calm down? Do you know that? I have worked so hard about sleep because it's been such a theme. Um, I think sleep and water are two of the kindest things you can give yourself. Um, 
And, you know, a routine at bedtime, just like children need a routine, we need a routine at bedtime. Mm. Um, it's so easy to get on your phone and, you know, I mean, even our the time is on our phone. So I, I've actually, on my Christmas list, asked for a clock, <laughs> you know, actually an old school clock, so that I can just look at the time there rather than going to my phone. Um, but sleep, you know, when I get into bed, I find now because I have practised the um, uh, breathing exercises, body scans, I feel I've got those up my sleeve. And I do have nice. bad night sleeps, but mm. sometimes I visualise what I find quite comforting is imagining, so if you're lying down and your hands are, are kind of open as if you were about to catch a cricket ball yeah. <laughs> or a ball. I don't know why I said cricket. No, I think cricket. it's because, I think yeah, it's because my husband's always talking about cricket. Um, yeah, so... I was nodding along there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah cricket ball. Um, you could have said hand grenade. I yeah, could, sure. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you just imagine all those thoughts that you might have that are going on in your mind. Big thoughts, little thoughts, things to do tomorrow. Did I do a good enough job today? You know, how was I as a mum? You know, did I give them enough attention? All those sorts of things. And you just imagine you're holding it all in your hands and just clasp clasp them all really tightly, you know, in a fist. And then just release your fingers and just imagine them just going. Just, you know, leaving you. Knowing that tomorrow you can address them. But right now, it's That's there's nice. nothing you can do. There's nothing you can change right now. You know, give yourself the gift of sleep. <laughs> um, yeah. Now you're you're part of this um, mummy community. Now my my wife, and they said my own wife, as if you know there are multiple. But my my wife, her experiences are really positive. She's got so much out of this this world. Um, have, have you found similar? Do you do you stay on the positive side of things? Because I, I do know that I know that it can get negative, but mm-hmm. it's 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 important to stay in the light, I guess, isn't it? With this sort of thing, it is. You know, and. I I would be um, lying if I didn't say there are times when I feel I just want to walk away from that because it adds to another noise, it adds to another pressure. Right. You know, and thinking about how your children respond to you. You know, if you're in a moment with them, I'm writing a book about mindfulness and I'm in that moment with them, but then I'm like, oh, I must film that because I must catch that. And it sort of removes you from what you're enjoying with them. So I think it's just really important. And I'm just the same to fight, to make sure that the people you follow, the space that you're in is a positive space and it's giving something to you and you're gaining. And there are some lovely, lovely communities and there is some lovely people that reach out and, you know, it's amazing how you can go through something as a mum and, you can just go, you know, say, oh, is anyone else, you know, potty training, for example. And then you just get hundreds of Absolutely. advice. Yeah. And it's amazing, yeah. you know. Um, but you also have to remember to kind of ask your own friends and your own mum and, you know, make sure that you almost set up your boundaries and your and your screen boundaries and that you don't kind of get totally absorbed into this existence that it affects you and how you're feeling about yourself um you know oh look that mum's made the birthday cake and I haven't I've bought a birthday or that mum seems to have it so sorted and I feel like I'm just about above the surface so it's you know keeping it real and 
following the people that make you feel better about yourself? So with my, I do a lot of TV warm-up. I don't, I don't talk about it that much on this, but maybe I do. Anyway, I've worked with some of the biggest, wait, bear with me on this one. So I'll get home and I'll say to my wife, tonight I work with you two. Mm-hmm. She couldn't give a shit. <laughs> work with Shirley Bassey. Don't care. What a voice. What a voice. Oh, my goodness. Or I work with, uh, you know, Al Murray. And I'll say that. She's like, yeah, sure, whatever. We went to that, is it Big Festival? Okay, yeah, yeah. We went to that a couple of years ago. So my, my wife, every time I've named someone, which is very, I think it's probably why I work. Humbling, yeah. Why the marriage works. Because yeah. she doesn't, you know, it's, it's important that she doesn't give a uh-huh. you know. Anyway, we, we were there and there's, I'm here, there's my wife's best friend there. My wife's there. And as we're talking, my wife looks over mine and Estelle's shoulder and she's going, oh, my God, oh, my God. And we're wanting to turn around and she goes, no, 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 no. And I'm thinking, well, it's definitely Madonna. Yeah. Right? And so we, and she's like, no, no, oh. She was like, she was shaking, you know. <laughs> and went, who is it? And she went, I oh, don't even look. And it was, a, it was a mummy blogger. Oh, really? Yeah. And so she went over and got a picture taken with the mummy blogger. And honestly, I've never, we've been together more than 10 years. I've never seen her look so happy. So happy, yeah. yeah. It was like, a, it was like a, a young girl meeting the new kids on the block circa yeah. 1991. Yeah. But that, I mean, it's, it's a... It's a huge world, isn't it? It is. And it's a world we found ourselves in. You know, I I was saying the other day, you know, I do remember a time when it wasn't there. Sure. Like, how different it was. Like, it's really suddenly happened in our time, hasn't it? Um, And just thinking about ahead for our children's as well. You wonder whether they're going to have a rebel against it, you know? What do you think? I don't know. Because now you say I think of my mum, you know, if she wanted to know something, she'd have used an old school telephone yeah. to ring my gran, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it was... I mean, obviously the world was different, but I never, until you've said that, I've not, I've not even... Yeah, I don't it, know. You know. I don't know. But, I mean, when you are tapped into the, to the, so, the people that, or inspire you and you know for me I love to be able to reach out and and connect um it's just making sure that I use the you know be mindful about how it works and what I get from it and what we get from it now as a a freelancer how how are you there because that that is that's a really hard thing to navigate Mm because obviously the temptation is to say yes to everything but then that can open a can of worms because then you then you're frazzled and you're reaching for your mindfulness for, yeah. for more. do you have a, do you have a good handle on that how do you how do you how do you manage that i mean i my background is i'm a musician i trained yeah. as a violinist so living a kind of freelance life has always been what i've known and being married to harry life is very random as well you know we don't know from year to year where we're going to be, what situation we're going to be in. So you do end up having to say yes because you don't know what's around the corner. Um, But I think for me the key has been, especially with writing, to get out of the house. So the library became my best friend because when I was at home I was so distracted from, you know, like the washing that needed doing and my washing machine loves to beep at me. So that would just go on and on. <laughs> you know, or you think, oh, you can really procrastinate and go, oh, I'll just sort Lola's wardrobe and then I'll, you know, I'll I'll sort the food and I'll do this and I'll do that. And before you know it, you know, the time you needed to be writing um, is gone because you're just in your house. And, and even similarly, don't you find with children, sometimes you just do need to just leave the house. Um, so Absolutely. And it's, yeah. again, 
Anything we need from the supermarket? No. I'll ask you that one more time. Are you absolutely... Because you just sometimes just need that, even if it's 10 minutes. Yeah. Can... And I love the library. Like, I love... Yeah. And, and there could actually be um, a programme about the characters in the library absolutely. that I've, I met over the month. It's a sitcom months. yearning to be made. <laughs> it is. Um, but, yeah, I found that really, really great, great space. Um, what about... Are you, are you able to... Something I'm not very good at. Are you able to say no to stuff? If you, you know, do you do you list, do you trust your intuition in, in that regard? So, in Dare to Dream with the fertility side of things, that was one of the bits of advice somebody once gave me was mm. to say no. It's hard, isn't it? It's really hard, especially the daughter of a mum who would do anything for anyone, just say yes to everyone, and then and then be swamped. So, I think I have really learnt that it's important to say no, um, however hard it might be sometimes. Um, now, I'm not, asking you to, <laughs> I'm not asking you to share anything you don't want to share, but for 20... 20- Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 2020, have you, have you uh, set yourself any goals and targets and so on? So... I think there is almost, even that pressure, isn't there, of a new year that you need to be a new person and, you know, all this. But I think something that I have been really thinking about is setting myself more kindness intentions. So just to be a bit kinder to myself and the, the way that I think I am, you know, as a mum, am I doing it right? Am I getting this right? And kind of having that person on your shoulder that's, you know, that little voice. And it's the same with anxiety, you know, it just sits there and you just, sometimes you just have to remember that it's good to just remember that you can only do your best and to be kind. And 
I kind of want that. If if Lola and Kit are anything, I just want them to be kind. That's kind of the biggest thing that I just want to give to them. Now, I'm, I'm, but in these in these times of um, great division, I mean, I personally think, and I'm sorry, maybe this is just such wishful thinking, but it, it it's up to us to spread that kindness, isn't it? I mean, it's never. I, mm. I really feel it's never been more important than now, I and mean, it's so, it's so important to be to be to be kind isn't it and, and spread that message yeah it's just small gestures that make such a big difference in our day and there's one uh little exercise uh in the book which is just called rainbow wishes that we just with the children where we just go through the colors of the rainbow and you just imagine it connecting their heart with the heart of someone they love and sending them wishes of whether that's um you know i hope you feel better granddad because you've got a cold or you want to thank the, t- the nursery school teacher that sat and painted with you or, you know, whatever it is, to get them thinking about what it is to be kind to someone and for someone to be kind back and how that makes them feel. Um, and I think the other thing which I'm constantly working on, thinking about 2020, is um, kind of reducing the noise with my well, life generally. So, you know, there's noise, whether that's the children creating actual noise that you can physically hear or whether it's the mental noise that's going on with your um, constant, I need to reply to this email, I need to be doing, I need to speak to that person. Oh my goodness, that friend, I haven't spoken, I haven't seen them. You know, all the things ticking over your to-do list going da-da-da-da all the time. And it's almost compartmentalising how you're going to manage that noise and so there's little things uh, tips I say in the book for example um, turn off your notifications at certain times in the day um, until you know you can respond to them I've I read a fact that we we tend to hold our breaths when we read emails so stop it yeah so we tend to hold our breath and then Christ yeah and obviously we need to breathe we need to breathe obviously for the oxygen to get to the brain to be able to communicate etc so Taking mindful breaths whilst you're writing emails is actually really important um, and oh, helpful. Yeah. And technology you can use for mindfulness reminders. You know, if your phone rings, you can take a few moments just to ground yourself before answering the phone. It can almost be like a little trigger for you. You can set a one-minute timer on your phone. So there's good ways to use technology. Um, but it's also... You know, I, I've put my social um, Instagram, Facebook into a box and just put think so that before I go in, I just question if I'm in the mood to do, you know, what do I want to get back from it? So just, you know, thinking about general noise and how you manage that day to day. With the with the um, with the previous book, how how was that to 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 give hope and um positivity and lights to people who've gone through such um such darkness i mean yeah. it was such um obviously it's powerful stuff but for, for you to do what you did i thought was you know i think incredible struggling for a family has been one of the hardest things that i've gone through um it's something you have absolutely no control over and obviously for me being control freak (laughs) as a way of handling anxiety and everything else I suddenly I didn't know when if how um and it was 
I lost confidence so quickly. I spiralled and, you know, I didn't want to leave the house and go to events with Harry. We, you know, we were married, we'd recently been married and people say, when are you going to have a family? And I didn't know how to answer that question. Um, I just really lost myself hugely. And so I kind of went after I really, really hit rock rock bottom, hit rock bottom, (laughs) um, I remember after a negative pregnancy test, another one, Harry sort of holding my hands and saying, you know, worst case scenario, it's you and me. And I remember in that moment just thinking like, and I'm okay with that, you know, and that in this whole experience, I was so focused on having a family that I'd almost forgotten that actually I had this amazing man. And um, so... I went on like this complete mind-body detox. So I was like, I'm just not going to try anymore. I need to get myself feeling better and I need to look after my well-being. And, you know, and that was when the mindfulness came back really strong for me. And I started looking at nutrition and, and not because I thought if I did lots of yoga or if I ate beetroot or whatever, that it would change the res- the result. I mean, I hoped it would, but it was more about how I could manage the process um how was I going to cope with this during this hard time and that worked better for me so when we did eventually decide to go through IVF um I felt I was at a really good place mentally and physically to cope with that and to share my experience of IVF that people might um not know you know I found it absolutely magical the moment we Harry and I were lucky enough to get to the stage where we had um an embryo fertilised, ready to be put back. And they project an image of the, the embryo on the screen. And, um, you know, you, you, I've, you know, for Harry and I, it might not have been how we thought we would conceive, but there it was. And it was just amazing and really moving and really beautiful. And I wanted to share that with people going through IVF, that there is these these kind of moments of joy and and you know, however gruelling it is, it's really quite an amazing experience. And and for friends and family to understand better because, you know, I know I shut down and didn't really communicate what I was going through because I didn't know how to communicate it. But hopefully with that book, it it gave support not only to people going through it, but also friends and family. Um, And then obviously when I was a mum, and Lola was born in the world and there was just this unbelievable, I think from Harry particularly, the relief, like the, the, the he cried like a baby. <laughs> he, I just, I think all the tension pent up, pent up, but I was in shock, total shock, because all my focus had been on a healthy pregnancy and then all of a sudden I was a mum and I felt so vulnerable. I felt guilty for finding it hard because I'd wanted it for so long. Um... And just overwhelmed and lost. Um, And I think that's also where, you know, the heart of mindfulness for mums, it's that feeling of, you know, just because whatever you've gone through to become a mum doesn't mean that you still might find it hard. And it's the new chapter. It's that new part of your journey. Um, Yeah. So I'm, I'm not I'm not Jewish, but there is a, a Yiddish word mensch, and it means uh, person person of honor. I think historically it's a, a man of honor, but 
2019-2020, a person, you know, gender neutral, a person of honour. Can you just say a bit about uh, Harry? I don't, so I don't know the guy, mm. but I mean, this is um, this is a, a wonderful dude. <laughs> he is a wonderful dude. However, there is <laughs> there is an exercise which people might find helpful for their partners, which is an acronym. It's just wait. The word wait, and it's why am I talking? So, you know, and you find yourself in a moment with your husband or partner where you're, it's not them that you're cross with, but you're, you've generally had a pretty full on moment with your children and they're there <laughs> um, in that moment. And it's just thinking about, is this what I want to say to the person that I love, you know, deeply right now in this moment? Do I need to just stop and think about what I'm going to say? And then later on, I might I might choose to go back to talk to him about it or I might think, oh, thank goodness I didn't say that because I didn't mean it and it wasn't really how I was feeling. And I think parenthood tests everybody, doesn't it? Because it's, you know, we're we're all in this kind of trying to, you know, you, you have so much respect for your parents all of a sudden because you just think, wow, you know, you think you they knew what they were doing, but actually <laughs> they were winging it too. Everyone's, but, um, I mean, everyone's winging it though, aren't they? But Harry is an amazing, uh, he's an amazing husband, friend. You know, he's always been a complete support to me and he's had to put up with quite a lot of hormonal ups and downs. Um, and he's an amazing dad. He's an, to Lola and Kit, they just adore him. I mean, when I'm with them, they're just like, where's daddy? Where's daddy? <laughs> Until it's the middle of the night and then it's, where's mummy? Where's mummy? Um, Jesus Christ, you've just described our, our marriage there. That's absolutely <laughs> spot on. Yeah. Yeah. So what's all that about? Because I mean, then kids just now. I mean, they're now to push the buttons, don't they? I know. But dads, they can be fun and play and do all that. <laughs> Mums, you know, we're we're busy like, oh, doing a you know multitasking. That's a whole other topic. Does whenever I'm because I get that I, I'll get you know if I'm out on a night working, I'm not on the lash or anything. But you know, <laughs> where's daddy? Where's daddy? And then uh-huh. when it's when it's hug time, like three in the morning, the only one person they want is it's not this guy, but um. <laughs> And I'm not alone in this. I chat with with uh, dads who've got kids of the same age. I'm not just saying this to make my wife feel good when she's listening to this episode, but when she's away and I'm home alone with the kids, say, for a weekend, I turn it into like an 80s uh, American movie with like the shit dad on his on his own. Like, <laughs> Steve Gutenberg is in over his head. <laughs> I, can't, I can't ever imagine not being that guy, you know, like um, something bubbling over on the stove while the nappy is changing while she's up a tree or something. Yeah. Um, What's Harry like in that regard? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's with you there. Um, oh, yeah. And and actually, he'll talk about... I don't know how you felt. When when our first baby was born, Lola, he was... Instantly, he felt this... He was overwhelmed by just this yeah. huge amount of love. And then when uh, when Kit was born, I think he was expecting to feel that again very quickly. And it took a bit of time the second time and I think he really that really bothered him and initially obviously now it's totally and he wouldn't mind me saying this he's he talks about it no and um, I, I do know what you I do know exactly yeah. what you mean because the first one is oh my god yeah and then the second one not that it should ever feel normal you know finger quotes that yeah. the, the normal there but god I hope Luna never hears this bit but th- but that's that's and maybe I don't know, girl and boy, well, and I don't know, I don't know. But I think, but now, I mean, God, they're thick as these, and and um, 
yeah, the three of them are like the three musketeers and I'm just, you know, mopping up the pieces behind basically of whatever needs doing. Um, But I love that. I love that I can walk out the house and Harry and I are a team. You know, I know he knows he's got, he knows what needs to be done. You know, he's kind of on it and we're both definitely work um, together on the whole parenting craziness. Yeah, now, I don't need to say anything that, obviously, we're not that sort of podcast, but this, your, the story of how you guys met, if I was Richard Curtis, I'd be, I'd be knocking that script up because I think it's, I think it's, it's beautiful. Can you, could you I was amazed the other day I put a photo on my Instagram of Harry and I when we first, kind of early in our relationship, and I said the story about how we met and I was, oh my goodness, people love a love story. Yes! Don't they? they love a love yes. story. I was like, we should do a love story podcast, but I think it's been done. Um, but yeah, we met on tour. I was playing the violin. He was drumming in, in McFly. I mean, it was their on. Wonderland tour. Um, and honestly, he walked into the room. I, I had just had my heart broken that summer and uh, I'd lost my granny, who I loved dearly, and I really, really wasn't looking for somebody. And so you didn't think you were in... Two finger quotes in one podcast. I'm so sorry. You didn't think you were in that place when it happened then? No. Really? No. And then he walked in and we were in a church in Bristol. And I just remember just this really kind of instant, um, I don't know, I felt like I'd known him forever. It was really strange. And he was just um, a bit of a knight in shining armour. And then I was like, oh, no, he's in a band. He's going to probably have loads of girlfriends. I think he may have had a couple. Um, and no. I just, I was just kind of, it wasn't really, yeah, I was like, oh, God, this is kind of, yeah, a bit. Um, and he was younger than me. But um, but no, it was. It was a lovely um, love story and how we met. Well done. Yeah. Now, um, I know we've got to go. Um, is there anything else that you do for balance that you've, that you've not shared mm. already? I think when it comes to balance... I find that it is a work in progress continuously of how to strike that balance. But it's also remembering having perspective. So it's remembering ultimately what it is that matters to you most. Because sometimes if you forget to do the thing that you love the most, so for example, for me, that is um, playing my violin. When I stop playing my violin, I know I'm out of balance. I know I'm not connected. And it's almost a warning sign that I'm actually, things might not be okay. So, and I think as mums, we tend to forget what it is that we loved. We lose ourselves a bit. Um, in, Absolutely. And going back to something you love, I think, helps you to find your balance. And, you know, it reconnects you with you. Remember what your violin is. Yeah, and music and how music's really mindful. And actually, it's quite ironic, I think. All through my life, I was obviously practising mindfulness without knowing because your senses are so alert playing an instrument and being surrounded by music. You're so present in that moment. Um, But, yeah, I think being in balance is, is connecting with yourself and not letting something fall off to... That makes you tip a little bit, if that makes sense. It does. 
Yeah. Uh, easier. I, I wish you, you don't need my luck with this book. You really don't. Um, huge congratulations Thank with you, this. this. Thank is, you so much. It's been, I'd love chatting. I mean, this could have been a five party. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's so many things to talk about. Absolutely. Um, I was going to say this makes a wonderful gift. And uh, if you're my if you're my wife, this will literally be a gift. So hopefully uh, you listen to this after you've opened it. Um, huge thanks. Thank you so much. And well, you know, well done. This is just this is great. Thank so, you. Yeah. Th- thanks a lot, Izzy. Thank you. Take care. Huge thanks Thank to Izzy and to all the people who made it happen. Izzy, you were you were great. Thank you for being such a, a, a perfect guest. Izzy's book is out now. I've hyperlinked it in the episode, so you can click and buy. Now, as I said to Izzy. She's got such a great voice. So, I i mean, I'd be tempted to... You know what you could do? You could double down. <laughs> I, I'm not working for Amazon, I promise. I happily would do, on a freelance basis, if you're listening, balance. Um, but what you can do with books like this, you can double down, you can get the audiobook and get, say, the Kindle or the paperback. So you listen to it in tandem. But Izzy's got such a great voice, I think it, it lends itself to the audiobook. Again, I don't work for Amazon. It sounds like I should. Um, Huge thanks, Izzy. Oh, as ever, do us a favour. Write a positive review. Five-star review. Helps like you wouldn't believe. Five stars. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We're at BalanceLDN across the socials. I'm at James Gill Comedy. Our website is balance.media. Huge thanks again to Izzy. Thank you for listening. Uh, And I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.